it's the return after <laughs> two episodes. We took a long break. Post Mod Pod's back. I'm your host, Tahin. Uh, my co-host, William, please speak. Hello. Hello. Um, <laughs> yeah, sorry guys, we took, I mean, sorry to our huge audience that really oh, like, yeah. waits for every single episode so badly. They've we been begging break. us <laughs> yeah. on social media. Know. Scheduling was, uh, was not easy and we got lazy, but we're back for an episode. Maybe it's going to be a short one, but... Probably not. Probably not. We don't know. We always think it's shorter than it ends up being, so whatever. Um, so today's episode is on politics and media, the classic topic. But we're not going to talk about, you know, the, the typical stuff. Like, we're not going to talk about how CNN is misrepresenting Bernie Sanders in the polls. <laughs> He's trying to sabotage his campaign <laughs> with the media and then the media bias. Like, we're not really going to talk about that because I think that that's something that's been done over and over again. We're going to talk about a couple more niche things. Uh, maybe we're going to have a general topic on media. Maybe. But, um... Well, we're yeah. talking about the, the good old postmodern... Uh, <laughs> get it? Postmod pod, huh? <laughs> we're we're going to talk about postmodernism and how everything is political. That's essentially what we're talking about. And so yeah. media that can present itself as apolitical, even... Uh, is it, that's impossible that it's impossible for something to be apolitical yeah and before any any potential gamers get mad at us we're not going to talk <laughs> about like like women in video games and stuff like that like maybe that's i feel like that should be a whole thing like gamer gate <laughs> yeah like we're not going to go there right now yeah. it's, it's not really what we're going to do we're going to talk about um like a, t- a topic that was really important to me was um like award award ceremonies so um like oscars and stuff like that I've, I've like recent events really spiked my interest or spiked my interest is that the right word peaked Whatever. your interest peaked my interest yeah there, there you go. Peaked my interest in in talking about this because i i don't know it was kind of bought there's a few things that bothered me and then after that we're gonna give you some like some easy stuff. We're gonna shit on this company called Sinclair. You might not have heard of them, which is really weird because they're really big. Mm. And um, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna talk about those two things. So, um, do we want to get started, or do we want to keep apologizing for not making an episode <laughs> for like four months or something? Well, that would be very Canadian of us. So just, yeah, just sorry, sorry, sorry. Big sorry. Big sorry. Very sorry. Yeah. Well, <laughs> for me, the the thing that that made me sort of like think about this topic at first i don't know if i told you this i don't think i told you the the the, the like uh no this the is starting... the first time we're talking about this nothing <laughs> is prepared nothing is rehearsed <laughs> at all it's all fully <laughs> improvised well the thing is is that i was i was looking at this there was this board game based on cthulhu uh, like hp lovecraft and okay. and people were mad because there was a like a preface to the board game saying like like basically giving the the player a warning that hey like H.P. Lovecraft had problematic views on race, on class, on on gender, and we don't condone this. And basically explaining why they would still use the the setting regardless of of, mm-hmm. of Lovecraft's views. And people were getting mad. They're like, get my politics out of my 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 board game. And it's like what it 
everything with H.P. Lovecraft is hyper-political. Like, if you are not aware of the political nature of what you're, like, digesting, Mm -hmm. then you're, like, leaving yourself wide open to indoctrination or um, a certain way of thinking. Because if you're not aware that what you're uh, digesting is is uh is political or has a, a certain bias or world lens on then you could like uninhibitedly is that a word <laughs> you can absorb this uh, information without um without a barrier which is problematic and is uh okay is, but wh- what do you think what do you think the, the not google bad phone what do you think <laughs> the um um the, like the creators of that board game what do you think they were trying to combat there by adding that kind of preface to their thing i think it's just um like i'm not necessarily condoning i'm not saying it's a good thing like i'm, I'm saying it's it's better than nothing but it's about just a viewer to be aware of like uh the language that they're hearing from uh something that's inspired by hp lovecraft you know when he talks about like yeah. poor people like it's yeah. really fucked up uh, and the like stereotypes around them is like really bad so it's to just to keep yourself aware, like these these views are Lovecraft's own views, or, or they're like based off of his own world that he created, mm-hmm. and they don't ne- necessarily represent like an accurate depiction, uh, and that they're based off of his like antiquated or problematic views, which I think is it's it's good to at least have a a warning, but um, it is still problematic because you're still using that world which is built around like these very problematic stereotypes yeah i get it like so would you would you want something like that to be in every piece of media slash art like that kind of (laughs) preface at the very Um, least i think for example would you like it to be on like to kill a mockingbird or something i don't know if you've read that i haven't but i know it's like really famous for having like race racially loaded content um yeah, but I feel like that one's pretty on the nose because it's also about like uh, it's about um, the pr- it's literally the whole book is around the problem of like uh, discrimination and race and like stereotypes and stuff like that. So I think it's already like quite on the nose. If you read that book and didn't get some kind of political like meaning out of it, you're a lost cause. Like, hey, man, <laughs> some people need that preface. I don't know, man. Sometimes. <laughs> What harm would it do, right? Like, just, no, just it, it wouldn't it do any harm, but it's just like, it's so it on the, the nose. End. Yeah, if you put, put it, on, it at the, at the end, end. In case the person who read it didn't get it, they're like, oh my God, what an amazing, like you have this like, who's like, who came up with this? Person? You know, <laughs> pure fiction. <laughs> <laughs> this could never happen in like, real life. Well, how do you call a preface that comes in the end? At Enfis? I don't Enf- think so. No, I know, th- I'm supposed to know this. Whatever, like a final chapter, an outro. Um, an, uh, oh, uh, afterward? A conclusion? An after, afterward, yeah, there you go. Yeah. So yeah, you there have the go. afterward that says, by the way, this, this, the issues in this book are, are rooted in reality and racism yeah, is yeah, an yeah, issue yeah. in the United States and blah, blah, blah. That would be... I feel like at that point, you could have high schoolers read it and actually expect them to understand it. Right. But, you know, that's just me. Anyway, you want to get this? You want to get this going? You want to get? Started? Yeah, 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 for sure. Okay, so our first topic is going to be on um, award ceremonies and like their acceptances. 
And basically what started, what, what got me interested in this was the film Parasite. So it came out 2019. Pretty sure anybody who watches the, the who listens to the podcast probably uh, watched the movie. It's a pretty good movie, like very good movie, actually. I really liked it. I do have my issues with it. I know we disagree on it, William. Mm. If you want, we can <laughs> talk about it, like the politics of it. But I, <laughs> it's, it's rooted like in it's, spoilers, though. Like if we if we go into like our differences in it, like it's, yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, basically, it's a very good movie. Like in terms of cinematically, it's a very good movie, and then it has like some political aspects to it. Like it's a critique of capitalism, more or less. Like right, that's what it's trying to do. It's trying to criticize, yeah, like the system that you know, like, creates poverty and how, like, poverty has to, like, struggle to survive in this garbage system that is, like, rooting against them, and then it just makes everybody go insane, and it turns out to, like, it becomes absurd in the end, but it's supposed to do that. It's supposed to, like, shock you. The way Um, I pitched it to Takin to get him to watch it was it's about poor people cannibalizing themselves uh, just to be able to survive. Yeah, and I, I, um, I like that aspect of it. It It was a very good movie. But what was even cooler than the movie is this movie's director. This guy is hilarious. Like, he is such a fucking troll. Like, uh, <laughs> I'm so used to all these directors, like all the Christopher Nolans and, and the, the, the Denis Villeneuve's who are like kind of a bit too serious. Like, I'm not used to people like David Lynch or like Bong <laughs> Joon-ho who are kind of like, they're, 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 they can't take all this like para hollywood cinematic bullshit seriously because they're like artists right so like you see this guy he's like just taking selfies of him and his cast at at award ceremonies and stuff like that and i got me really interested in him and i read a couple of his interviews and um his like most famous interview i think anyway that he gave (laughs) about parasite and this quote really got me um so i'm gonna read it for you guys so it says and uh, all the sources for all we do is always, as always, like all the stuff that we talk about, it's always going to be available in our description. So feel free to go and look them up yourself. So the quote goes, when I made Parasite, it was like trying to witness our world through a microscope. And by our world, he means like Korea. Um, the film talks about two opposing families, about the rich versus the poor. And that is a universal theme because we all live in the same country now, that of capitalism. So the boy, the point he was making here in this interview was that he was really trying to make the movie about Korea, but what ended up happening was that is that the message that he was producing in his movie was actually much more universal. Um, it it wasn't just limited to Korea. Like the way, like the the dynamics that exist between the rich and the poor, it it goes beyond Korea, obviously, right? And then he says that sentence, right? Like we all live in the un- under the same country now, that of capitalism. Like, it's really interesting. It's something that we, we do a lot on this podcast, too. Like, I agree with that kind of sentiment, right? <laughs> but, <laughs> this is a big but. This made me realize that it just felt so safe saying something like this. Um, this kind of speech... It's, it's going to be described as, like, influential and powerful and useful in crit- criticizing capitalism. And that's not really what Bong Joon-ho is doing. He's kind of just, like, reaffirming things that are already 
known and agreed upon at this point. Like saying that we all live under capitalism isn't really a critique of capitalism at this point. That's why I'm saying it feels so safe. So then I looked into more award um, acceptances. And then I came across, while I was looking into these, um, Joaquin Phoenix won a BAFTA award. And he gave a speech. And um, I think we should listen to that speech. So I'm going to play it for you guys right now. It's pretty short. So uh, here it is. And the BAFTA goes to Joaquin Phoenix for Joker. I feel very honored and privileged uh, to be here tonight. <clears throat> Baptists have always been very supportive of, of my career, and I'm deeply appreciative. <clears throat> but I have to say that I also feel um, conflicted because so many of my fellow actors that are deserving don't have that same privilege. Uh, I think that we send a very clear message to people of color that you're not welcome here. Um, I think that's the message that we're sending to people that have contributed uh, so much to our medium and our industry and in ways that we benefit from. Um, <clears throat> I don't think anybody wants a, uh, a handout or preferential treatment, although that's what we give ourselves every year. I think that people just want to be acknowledged and appreciated and respected for, for their work. This is not a self-righteous condemnation because uh, I'm ashamed to say that I'm part of the problem. I have not uh, done everything in my power to ensure that the sets I work on are inclusive, uh, but I think that it's more than just having sets that are multicultural. I think that um, we have to really do the, the hard work to truly understand systemic racism. Um, I, uh, <clears throat> I think that it is the obligation of the people that have created and perpetuate and benefit from a system of oppression to be the ones that dismantle it. So that's on us. Thank you. Okay. So now that the speech is over, I feel like most people here are going to kind of get what I'm saying when I'm saying that these kind of criticisms feel too safe. Um, but I'm going to continue on before I start attacking like each of these guys individually. <laughs> so the problem I have with people like, like Joaquin <coughs> Phoenix and Bong Joon-ho is that as artists, once they produce like a hyper-political, because you know we're postmodernists and we think that all art is super political. But once they <laughs> produce like a hyper-political piece of art so that like it's it's intentionally political it's not only like it's not just marinating in its political nature it's like it's mm. it's it's yeah it's uh it's really Tasty. like putting it forward it's outwardly political something like parasite uh or Joaquin Phoenix i mean joker is pretty political but his speech is like very very like straightforward in its politics yeah um once you gain that sort of platform like, you enter the media, everybody has their eyes on you because your movie did so well. You have so many 
people just respecting you, ready to hear what you have to say. You know, like, the, you, your platform is just bursting out of nowhere, basically, and it's pretty ephemeral. Like, this kind of stuff dies down pretty fast. And my issue with this is that why aren't you doing more? Why are you being so safe with your platform? Like, I obviously, I understand it. We can talk about this. But my criticism is where are the calls to action basically where are you saying like like why isn't why isn't joaquin phoenix ending his speech with instead of saying the responsibility is on us and then saying thank you see you later thanks for the award <laughs> why doesn't he say the responsibility is on us and so i am <laughs> i'm organizing a protest like uh in front of like this hollywood studio next week please come and protest with me. Or even better, he could say, I'm organizing a coup on the White House <laughs> <laughs> next week. Meet me, in, in, meet me in the Oval Office, comrades or whatever. I don't know, like something like that. Like, why isn't it more, why isn't there more action? Why is it always limited to speech? So can you, do you want to come in here? I've been talking for like four minutes now. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of disagree on on them, like, being able to to uh do more because mm-hmm. we we talked a little bit about this and and i knew it was something that you want to talk about with the joaquin phoenix um speech but he talks like we we said that it was bullshit that the whole thing that he was talking about like oh the burden is on us you know to to change you know like we like the, it's up to the people who created these oppressive systems to change them right yeah uh, the thing is is that artists really depend on those systems uh to survive and for them to change the system from within is never gonna happen uh, mm-hmm. essentially so that's what we, we the only thing they can do is sort of talk um and like just throw it out there um okay and hope that other people pick up the baton because i was i was actually thinking about this and i i, I want to know your opinion i've been like holding this in like this is like my, my like Wait, surprise. Chris, before you ask me this juicy question. Okay. You can't be, you're not telling me that Joaquin Phoenix at this point depends on Hollywood for his own survival, right? No, 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 no. I'm saying like, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But what I mean is there's still ways for him to like not get uh, callbacks anymore. You know, like you can still get like blacklisted from Hollywood no matter how popular you are. Like, it even happened to Courtney Love. Like, everyone yeah. fucking knows Courtney Love. I mean, she's crazy, but but still, like, she, she said one thing on, like, this, like, I think it was, like, Entertainment Weekly or something. She said, like, uh, in response to someone asking her, how do young women get into Hollywood or with some advice? She said, don't go into a hotel room, uh, a script reading in a hotel room with Harvey Weinstein. And she got blacklisted. Like, she never got a gig after that. Like, if you go against the systems, if you actually organize something, like, that is one-way ticket to just, like, all of Hollywood just shutting down all of your your uh, income. And you can't create your art anymore, which is, you know, at some point you have, to re- you have to think about, like, what's more important? Is it, like, your art or is it the actually changing? Well, obviously, for- resistance is more important. Like, that's of the course. problem, like... That's the the cost of resistance, and you guys, you guys better get used to this because I'm gonna say this all the time from now on. <laughs> like, that's why I'm saying it's too safe because they lose nothing or they lose 
a very minimal like if there's a super racist producer in hollywood maybe they're gonna like <laughs> like if if uh who's the guy from Infowars? the crazy <laughs> alex guy? jones yeah like if alex jones wanted to produce a movie okay maybe he won't cast joaquin phoenix now like but maybe maybe <laughs> that like that's what they lose but it's so safe like you have this platform and the worst part is that we're so used to the safety that people like joaquin phoenix People like Bong Joon-ho are going to be called brave for doing this kind of thing. Hmm. That's well, it, goes, it goes back into, we, we had a discussion about this like uh, yeah. a couple of weeks ago, where I was talking about how like this kind of protest, quote unquote, is like given so much more legitimacy, like prestige, um, as opposed to like violent or direct action. Um, oftentimes that's the, the kind of, Actions that get criticized in the media by people being like, oh, why don't they just strike? Or why don't they just write a letter to their representative? You know, like these like very like just like surface level actions that you can do. Um, mm. And and like a lot of people will then even complain about people complaining on Facebook. Like, oh, it does nothing. You're just an armchair activist. Actually go out and do something. But when you actually go out and do something, they criticize you by saying, you, it's not going to do anything. You could go home. Don't you have a job? Um, and I think, you know, it's 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 legitimizing these sorts of, like, uh, speeches, these sorts of uh, actions by by calling them brave. And I don't necessarily think... Like, I would be interested in hearing if they thought they were brave. Because that's also, like, the media taking... I think, in a way, like taking that message and twisting it so that other people in the future do that to, to like appear brave or to be brave, you know, like it, mm-hmm. bravery won't be like direct action. Hell, it won't even be like, uh, I don't know how you feel about this, but uh, Charlie Chaplin, like when he made, when he started making communist, like movies that, that talked about like workers unions and like not communists, yeah. like, but like when he started making movies about worker unions, he got kicked out of Hollywood. He got exiled from America you know and only later only later like way i think after he died hollywood like the oscars gave him a lifetime achievement award like yeah fuck off (laughs) dude okay the oscars can definitely fuck off right but that is like charlie chaplin paid the price for resistance in some ways maybe he didn't even do enough like he just made his art and his art was Mm kind of political and he got exiled like that was the price he was gonna pay and it was way more severe back then. At this point, you could make an American could make a kind of communist movie, and it would probably like it could get greenlighted. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But even if it doesn't, they're not going to get exiled. Like the stakes are lower right now, so th- we must go further. But imagine, like it's would be hyper. Wouldn't 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 it be hypocritical to make like a pro communist movie by using capitalist money to like fund it? And like greenlight it, like it's again. It's like what you we, 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 you always say, like capitalism turns its worst enemies into profit. Yeah. Like it's it's just another one of these things where like they're gonna churn up the message and tell them, look, communism can be entertainment, and then it yeah. like it it just boils it down. No, I agree. I, that's why I'm saying like maybe Charlie Chaplin didn't even go far enough because he was just making his art. 
Like, right. that's why I said, why didn't Joaquin Phoenix say, I'm organizing a coup d'etat, meet me in Congress, <laughs> meet me at the White House. Like, that's that the part. That's, that's what I want. No, obviously, like, that's why I'm saying, like, it's super, uh, <laughs> it's, it's super <laughs> hyperbolic, but that would be, like, that would be the, that would, that would be the, the ideal, right? Like, you have this platform, everybody has their eyes on you, and you're like, okay, let's go, let's go fuck them up. Like, <laughs> all this, all the art, it was just, it was just bait. Don't you think that would be self-righteous, though? Dude, like the whole hype. thing was self-righteous. He was like, I know, uh, I, I, I know, love, I know, I, I know. Joaquin but Phoenix. don't you think it would be super self-righteous to be like, I'm like so important. I've got this fucking like artistic platform. So I'm just going to, hey, guys, like follow me into the White House, like Braveheart. We're going to run in with our swords but and what's like the, cut up a what's Dorito. What's the difference between what he just did and what he was like? He obviously thinks that he has the authority to criticize, right? Because he's saying... Yeah. Like in his stupid ass voice that I love, he's like, oh, I'm part of the problem too, and you know, stuff like that. Like, he obviously thinks he has some sort of authority to criticize. If you have authority to criticize, why wouldn't you have authority to resist? And he has the platform, like, he can organize it. Organizing doesn't mean he'll necessarily lead it, mm. but he can call people to come because it's just like, he, it's just like, like, he's a, he's the flame and everybody else is, is moths, right? Like, mm. <laughs> That's that's basically like you just need that flame. You just need people to like come around it. Just need class consciousness. I I just don't <laughs> think I think like it's like it, I just feel like it's no, it's self-righteous for the artist because oftentimes it's artists who talk about like uh, systemic problems. Um they're, but they're not the only ones well, obviously they're not the only ones to talk about yeah. it. But they're oftentimes given like the the like widespread voice uh, because they can clearly be uh, distilled in, into like entertainment, right? So then, then things can be like seeped, like politicalness can be seeped in and, and they can have a wider audience. Um, but they still exist within the system that perpetrates in general these things. And I think that just that is makes it impossible to have concrete action because first thing the media would say first fucking thing if joaquin phoenix was like let's organize a coup d'etat we're gonna go burn the fucking cheeto in the white house like first thing they're gonna say is it's a bit hypocritical he makes all of this money from like the system that he's he's like arguing against and boom he's instantly delegitimized instantly like it's this sort of like savior complex that gets put onto him like oh he thinks he's so self-righteous he can speak for these people uh he thinks he can like just just organize this this uh coup d'etat on his own you know like his name would just be smeared across media and i don't that's why i think that using like uh, a huge public platform might not actually get you very far i think um the baton needs to be like handed off in, in a metaphor metaphorical sense to um to people who are like actually dedicating their whole lives to ending these systemic problems and well okay well first of all i disagree with that because i think that all those criticisms that like the media could make of him you could already make with the speech oh like he's being self-righteous well, well yeah. he obviously is like the making that speech even though he says and i'm not being self-righteous because i'm part of the problem that's being self-righteous too Mm -hmm. um like oh why is he talking on behalf of these people he's already doing that he says oh we're not we're not inclusive of people of color like who the fuck are you to say that you're 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 white you know that could be an easy criticism of right him. 
And then the last one was, um, what was the last one you said? Oh, the, the last one was like, oh, like, how does he, where does he think he has the authority to tell people, like, how they should act and what they should do and stuff like that? Well, at the end, he says the, the responsibility is on us. And that's like yeah, but that's bullshit. I disagree with yeah, that. Yeah, that's bullshit, right? You could easily criticize everything he did in that speech just within the bounds of the safe speech. Yeah. But we don't because the safe speech is safe enough that the that the oh my god, I'm gonna sound like a fucking conspiracy theorist. But like the the dominant classes don't care enough <laughs> about the safe speech to like fuck him up about it. That's why it's yeah. so safe. That's why it's problematic. Like you want to be. You want to be stirring the pot, not stirring the pot. You want to be fucking flipping the table at this point. <laughs> like Martin Luther <laughs> King died and he didn't even do that much. He mm. fucking died and now he is used by uh, the dominant the classes class. as like the yeah. role model for how you uh, um, criticize their Yeah, don't their kill people, be like passive and don't turn to communism at the end. Yeah. We'll fuck you up. Yeah, and then get killed. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's... We're done with that. That was 50 years ago. And that's mm -hmm. my point. Like, this safeness is bothering me so much because this this is where I bring in... This is my trap card. This is where oh, I bring no. in my last example, which is Marlon Brando. You don't even let me... <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. Okay, okay, wait. You want to go before I give in the Marlon Brando one? You no, 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 go. go. Fuck, fuck off. Go ahead. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So Marlon Brando, in 1973, won an Oscar. In 1973, won an Oscar and didn't accept it himself. I don't, think, I don't even think he accepted it outright. Um, instead of coming on stage and giving a speech, he invited um, Sashin Littlefeather, who, um, who was an Apache woman, and she was like the president of this like thing. I'm going to play the clip like pretty soon. And... Um, the Sashin Littlefeather gave a speech about Hollywood's treatment of um, Native American people, or as she, as she puts it in 1973, American Indians, right? Um, and before I continue, let's just play this because it's a really it's really short, but it's really useful. So here it is. Bergman, often to be most eloquent is to be silent. You're quite right. Uh, the film we've just seen has said it all. I think we should uh, say that those nominated for the best performance by an actor are... Marlon Brando in The Godfather. Michael Caine in Sleuth. Laurence Olivier in Sleuth. Peter O'Toole in The Ruling Class. Paul Winfield in Sounder. The winner is... Marlon Brando in The Godfather. Accepting the award for Marlon Brando and The Godfather, Miss Shasheen Littlefeather. Hello, my name is Sasheen Littlefeather. I'm Apache and I'm president of the National Native American Affirmative Image Committee. I'm representing Marlon Brando this evening, and he has asked me to tell you in a very long speech, which I cannot share with you presently because of time, but I will be glad to share with the press afterwards that he very regretfully cannot accept this very generous award. And the reasons for this being 
are the treatment of American Indians today by the film industry, excuse me, and on television in movie reruns, and also with recent happenings at Wounded Knee. I beg at this time that I have not intruded upon this evening, and that we will, in the future, our hearts and our understandings will meet with love and generosity. Thank you on behalf of Marlon Brando. As you guys could hear, she got booed, she got cheered, kind of. And um, from what I could gather, she, um, well, as you saw, she said that she had a speech to give. The reason why she didn't give that speech is because before she went on stage, the producer told her she had 60 seconds to give a speech or she was going to get removed, right? And this kind of thing by Marlon Brando is super respectable. I really like this. Like, it was much less safe than something, than the thing that Joaquin Phoenix did. It was much less safe. You bring in a Native American woman, she's, like, dressed inappropriately. Um, she doesn't accept, she denies the award from the two rich white people <laughs> handing it to her. It was great. She gets <laughs> booed. She doesn't talk about the, the award at all. Um, this is amazing. Like, this is very, very good. This is much more, this is much closer to like an act of actual resistance than what Joaquin Phoenix did. And this was 40 years ago. 40? Yeah, 40 <laughs> years ago, more than 40 years ago. Like, at what point do we move past that? Like, why, why, where, what is the safety? Like, you're supposed to lose something, guys. You can't just have the cake and eat the resistance, too. You need to, you need to pick one. <laughs> yeah, that's my problem. You can go now. Sorry. For <laughs> I got too carried on. Well, basically, my wild card, so to say, so, uh, so to speak, is, um, do you I I was I wanted to just ask this question. I don't I'm not necessarily giving away how I feel about it. I just wanted to talk about it because I don't really know if I have a, a thought about it yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's do you think that if there is a resistance that um the artists would be some of the first to actually go. They may be some of the first to talk, right? Like they are doing now. But because they existed within the systems that are being um, sort of uh, uh, critiqued, do you think they're going to like be the first ones to be like just woof, ousted um, and, and for them to be almost replaced? Like you'll have a huge like generational like hardline gap between like post, post-resistance and pre-resistance. Like of- the purge of the artists? Exactly. Yeah. And do you think these artists are just like talking so that they don't, they don't like instigate the purge? <laughs> like, Dude, I know like I fucked up. I know I've, I'm part of the system, but like, please, I'm one of the good ones. Like, you know, no, honestly, like, no, I agree with you. I think people with platforms are the first ones to be gone. Hmm. Like politicians, mm-hmm. um, artists, um, celebrities. Any anyone um, intellectuals, a- anybody that has any sort of platform that you can like rally around, they're gonna be the first ones to suffer. 
But that's the price you... It's... It's, this whole thing just feels so disingenuous to me because if they were actually prepared to do anything, then they would be prepared to like suffer substantially. But they're not. That's why I have issues with this. And listen, if you disagree with me, you we better break this up really quick because as soon as we get a fucking platform, I'm calling <laughs> and you know that. And if you don't want to suffer, you better fucking disown me in every way possible, like. I mean, we're never gonna get a platform, that's for sure, because, like, this, this is, this is trash. But, Parker. But yeah, basically, like, you better. Like, this yeah. is what we're doing. It's, it's, it's just to keep. Like, I'm an artist. Come on, I'm not trying to get purged here. <laughs> yeah. The, okay. The thing is, you're an artist, right? But artists <laughs> don't resist. Like. People right. resist because the the, yeah, yeah, the yeah. oppression happens on all levels of your being as a person. Mm-hmm. Like you probably understand this as a Quebecois. Like y'all really, y'all are trying so hard to like make <laughs> others understand that we're you guys are minorities too in some ways, in mm-hmm. many ways, most ways I would say. Like the the oppression happens on all levels. Mm-hmm. So when Joaquin Phoenix goes to his coup d'état at the White <laughs> House, he's not Joaquin Phoenix the actor. He's just a person. Although, like, it's it would be hard to say, like, how he is oppressed. But right. if he wants to resist as an ally, then he would resist as a, as a singular person, not an artist. And right. I do think that... I do think that the political at this point is more important than the artistic. Hmm. I, do, do you know about Guerrilla Girls? I just thought about yeah, this Yeah, like, example. the performance art group that, like, yeah, go yeah, and yeah. they, like, troll um, galleries and stuff, right? <laughs> Uh, more or less, yeah. Uh, uh, a yeah, lot like of art song? fairs too. But yeah, like tell tell people about them. Yeah. Go okay, ahead. so yeah, like Gorilla Girls. Like, there's this vi- amazing video on YouTube, uh, on the uh, YouTube channel, the Art Assignment. Just search up Art Assignment Gorilla Girls, and there's like two or three videos. To we'll do put one. it in the yeah. We'll put it like in the show notes. Um, and they're going around this art fair, which is if you don't know, art fairs are sort of like this hub and there's a shit ton of galleries and it's all just about buying shit like just and often oftentimes art buyers at these fairs will spend maybe 20 seconds looking at a piece before thinking that they're gonna buy it uh they just look at the name they look at the date like sometimes they don't even look at the piece itself anyways um so they're like walking around and in their gorilla masks because that's what they do and they're sort of protesting um, the lack of representation of, of women and people of color at art fairs or in the art world in general. That's sort of their, their main message. Uh, it's always been like that. And this guy walks past them <laughs> with two cell phones or like a cell phone or something. And he's like making a deal, buying some work. And then he like interrupts his phone call, looks at them. Gorilla girls, love your work. All right, you're ready to make the sale. Like, it's so, like, disconnected. Like, this dude is like, oh, I love your work. But this guy was clearly just talking about, like, from a, a profit standpoint. Like, oh, yeah, you guys, like, are great. Because you guys are known, right? Yeah. And then he's he's banking a sale like, at, uh, on the other line, which is just so, like, okay, you did not get their message. You missed the point, yeah. At all, yeah. Like, but how, that's how, the thing, too, right? Like, there's no... It's just, it's so empty. All this, like, art stuff at this point, it just feels so empty to me. It just feels like 
it feels like it stops at the speech, basically. Hmm. Like, you stop when you just talk about it. And I understand, like, I'm not saying talking about stuff isn't useful. It's very, very useful. Like, the more you talk about something, the more you ingrain it in people's minds. And then maybe they can be, like, they can do stuff on their own. But that's so yeah. slow. Like, we've been doing that for so long. As I said, in 1973, Marlon Brando took that to another level. He brought, like, a fucking Apache woman to give his speech. And 40 years later, 50 years later, we have Joaquin Phoenix standing there <laughs> and being like, yeah, thanks for the award. <laughs> <laughs> by the way, uh, by the way, racism, like... <laughs> Dude, there's no progress being made. I mean, there is progress. There's, there's no progress being made. Yeah, it's it's like incremental little be- breadcrumbs that were given. I'm oh, you want you want like national health care? Okay, we'll expand Medicare by a little bit. You know, like that kind of thing. Yeah, it's it's so it's tiny. And there's like as 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 you said, and as I believe strongly, like you don't change the system from within. You only get like you only get cookies basically from the system. Well. What about what if we just go full on accelerationist though, Tikin? Huh? Like what yeah, if yeah, Joaquin just... Phoenix comes on stage and he's like, "Thank you for the <laughs> award. Fuck black people. See you later." <laughs> that's what that's what you want. No, no, no. But like, if you wanted to go faster, Tikin, if anything, we should just make it really bad, like <laughs> the worst possible, and then it like boilerplate. You know, like it's eventually the kettle is gonna fucking. Well, pop well what i'm asking for is accelerationism william like especially from the artist's perspective like i am making the artist's life worse (laughs) in the short term right right like it's it's purely like joaquin phoenix is like the vessel for acceleration in my example Mm -hmm. like he will suffer the not not really but he, (laughs) he will suffer the most and then everybody suffers as well and then it could get better after so I'm I'm purely I'm like 100% accelerationist here. The thing is like people okay so this is a problem too because conservatives have done this. Neoconservatives have changed everything. Neoconservatives have made accelerationism sound like the boogeyman. Like they mm. think that it's like oh my god you have to vote for for, for status uh, quo for Hitler. No, 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 no. You have oh. to vote for Hitler so that things get way worse so that the revolution comes. <laughs> the revolution, right? The revolution right. comes and then we make things better. Well, that's not always like that's not the only way in which accelerationism can happen. When you go on okay. strike, that's a form of accelerationism. Like you're mm. making things way worse, way faster, so that something can like violently change. Obviously, it almost never violently changes because, you know, like our systems around protest. But you know what I mean? Like these are many forms of accelerationism. Making a call to action is uh, against established f- forces is almost always going to be accelerationist. Mm. So yeah, I am I am fully accelerationist here. Like, fuck yeah. <laughs> Joaquin, you better you better lose some of those millions that you have. I'm sure you can afford to. Right. The problem is, William, you have a small platform as a, as an artist. Mm-hmm. And you would suffer so much. Like imagine you're like, you know what? Fuck the government that's giving me grants so I can make my art. They yeah. are racist and shitty. And then you don't get any grants anymore and you die of hunger. Or you mm-hmm. have to go work at McDonald's or something, and you yeah. die of depression. <laughs> that's so, that's relevant. So yeah, yeah. Coming from a guy that worked at McDonald's for three years. Uh, no, no, I'm saying dying of depression. Oh, <laughs> oh, whoops! Not being, not the wage slave. Hey, part. don't laugh at my trauma. Um, I'm, I'm not. I'm you not. You were a wage slave. But, but yeah, like yeah. someone like Bong Joon Ho. Bong Joon Ho is like a super huge uh, director in Korea, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, Joaquin Phoenix. 
they have they have so much to lose, but in reality, like they're fine. They're gonna survive. Right. Pay the price, bro. You've benefited enough. If it's on you, Joaquin, practice what you preach, you fucking bitch. <laughs> oh my god. You coward. <laughs> Jeez, this is Who's like millions? a hit piece. On God, Joaquin. I hate this. Yeah. I don't know. I'm I, I'm done at this point. I'm sweating, dude. I'm so mad. You're sweating. <laughs> Holy <laughs> fuck. <laughs> He's. I. <laughs> But you get my you get my point, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah we I get should your stop. Point. We should stop just talking about things. That is a construct. That is passivity. Is 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 praised, and is fetishized, because it doesn't do much. That's mm. the problem. That's why you have Martin Luther King Day. But you don't have Malcolm X Day. Yeah. That's why you don't have Black Panther Day. That's yeah. why. So, coup d'etat time. <laughs> what do you think about um, artists who make, um, like, clearly uh, anti-institutional uh, work? And they use yeah, public you, money. Dude, that's great. The art is great, but the art is only speech. Art is speech. Hmm. That's the problem. Okay, so this is really... I think this would be very interesting for people who actually like to read books who watch us. So this is basically like you have two thinkers here who disagree. And this is me going way too way too academic for this. So basically, <laughs> you have this one beautiful thinker who's called Hannah Arendt. And she thinks that speech is the most powerful form of action. It's like the best form of political action. Like through our speech and through talking to each other we're gonna solve everything that's the best way to solve everything okay and that's basically the philosophy that all these artists are 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 um aligning with they're like okay as long as i as long as i use my speech which is my art as long as i use my speech to like attack certain systems i'm doing my absolute best right and then you have this guy called franz fanon who's a um black thinker who says the total opposite. He says, there has been such a great violence done to people who are oppressed that that the only way to reverse that is through an equal amount of violence. Hmm. So if you have been violently robbed of, not robbed, if you have been violently put into a situation of poverty, of racial discrimination, of, um, I don't know, of like systemic oppression, if you're like a woman or something, right? The only way to reverse, you're not going to reverse that through, like, nonviolent speech. Because you weren't put in that position not through nonviolent speech. You have right. to answer that violence with an equal violence. So this, I'll, I'll put a link to, like, two really interesting books from these guys. Um, not a link, but, like, I'll put the, the titles in the description, too, if anybody's interested. But basically, I'm, like, full-on siding with Banan here. And I think all the other guys... Bong Joon-ho, Joaquin Phoenix, maybe even Marlon Brando are siding with um, Arendt for now. Oh, yeah. also, one criticism from Marlon Brando, I forgot, because I really liked his speech and all that, but... Um, so, Sashin Littlefeather, she said... She only... If you, if you notice in the clip, she only says, like, one sentence about um, the whole situation. Like, one sentence, and then she gets, gets cheered and booed. And she says that she had a four-page speech prepared... I thought it was hers, 
but it was Marlon Brando's speech. What? <laughs> like, I didn't he know wrote that. the speech. That's kind of shitty. Like, why? Why not just let like she, she and Sashin so Littlefeather? She like presents herself as the president for the, um, what was it? The, um, oh, Native God. American Affirmative Image. Yeah, um, association. I think something like that. Yeah. Right. Like she's obviously an authority on all this. Why don't you just let her prepare yeah. her own speech? Obviously, she didn't get to read it, but that kind of. It's still kind of shitty. It's kind of like similar to what Joaquin Phoenix says at the end. He's like, oh, we're benefiting from all the system, so it's on us to change it. Like, no, dude. <laughs> you don't need to speak for it. Yeah. Yes, like, there's a disconnect. There, there's still a disconnect there. 40 years later, there's still that disconnect. They're like, oh, yeah, like, I'm going to be, I'm going to do all this talking. But at the end of the day, you know, I'm the artist. I'm the smart guy. I'm the white, rich guy. So I'm, it's, it's, it's my authority. Like, I'm, do you think, I know what's best. Do you think there's a difference? Um with art that's made like specifically for entertainment and like art that's made um for art galleries because that like art galleries are like pure like just like they're not really made for most people they're made for people to buy them like who already have a shit ton of capital right oh that's what you meant i thought you were gonna say like yeah they're not made for most people they're made for like artistically literate people you know like educated well, which is white people. privilege yeah um are you gonna go like full elitist on me oh yeah keep going <laughs> no. um <laughs> but <laughs> but i don't know because there's there's like um isn't there isn't there like some extra value to making art that's like meant for a shit ton of eyes because in the but also like this is also i guess a little tangential um there's um there's also folk art you know like art that's not really made to exist within um like within like these huge yeah these huge constructs are just made to be enjoyed by the local population that would enjoy it yeah um so i think i think there's a lot of value there too for uh for speech and rallying like uh folk music i think is a great 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 platform yeah no for sure i agree but like Again, that's the that's the big thing, right? Like if you're making like triple A movies and stuff like that, then you have mm-hmm. even more responsibility. If you explicitly politicize your work, you have even right. more responsibility to like to to at least pretend that you're aligning with the message that you're giving off. Like, come on. Jesus right. Christ, man. Like these people are making millions of dollars off of these movies and they're like, Bang Jun Ho, fuck off, man. Like <laughs> Fuck off. You know what they do? You know what's the best part about all this? They're going to make all this money and then they're going to be like, and so I'm going to, I'm going to like try to imitate Joaquin Phoenix again. And so since I made all these millions of dollars off of, off of Joker, um, and I think it's really important to contribute to a good cause, I'm going to donate to charity. <laughs> That's what they're going to do in the yeah. end. <laughs> it's such a waste of time, man. Like you're just... You're just giving like a you're just you're just giving a dollar to a poor guy. Okay, like, so you gave you... a hyperbolic example earlier. What yeah. would you what What do you think would be an actual thing that he could do, like an, an actual, actual thing? thing? Organize a protest. Okay, but against who? It's literally all fucking Hollywood. Like yeah, just pick what? one. Pick one. Perfect. Pick one studio. Just pick one. Pick one studio, and then okay. the next actor picks another one, and the next guy picks another one. Or, or you know, you know. What about leading a general boycott? Mo- what about a- asking for a boycott? That's more difficult. Okay. 
it's way more difficult. Like consumption is way more ingrained mm-hmm. in our in our minds right now than. Um, Yo, you know what be the fucking biggest dick move? <laughs> he goes up there and he's just like pirate all my movies. Oh, that just, would be. <laughs> he's like, I'm supplying everybody with a link to a pirated version of Joker. <laughs> But that would literally get him thrown into prison. Oh, man. I don't know about that. Like, no, I feel no, like no, that's... No. He, he just endorses it. He's like, I've heard of these websites that have my movie for free. If you like my movies, just enjoy them for free. <laughs> like, just just do that. Because <laughs> yeah. obviously, yeah, if you, if you just give a link, then it's illegal. But, you know, at least you, you're, like, endorsing it that you're like, I give my artistic, like... You know, it's it is super self righteous, but it's not like his speech wasn't. But like, I give my like consent. You know, you can fucking just pirate my shit. Don't buy it because I have already made my money. Yeah, I I like the idea. The problem is that the people that have their eyes on Joaquin Phoenix and like Bong Joon Ho and Marlon Brando, they probably already saw Parasite or Joker or The Godfather. You know what I mean? Like, just say the next the movie. movie. <laughs> just say the next movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I'm currently in pre-production on um, or, Godfather 2. Make sure you pirate it. If you've listened to the movie, just download it from a pirate website and become a cedar. Like, just make it easier for the next person. What is this, like, garbage form of resistance? Guys, just become a cedar. <laughs> I'm your colleague for, like... What, Willie, yeah. what are you doing? Are you, like, doing, like, reverse hyperbole here? I'm, I'm here calling for, like, a coup d'etat on the White House. And you're like, guys, just seed my torrent. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> Are you undermining me right now? No, no, no. no. I'm just what? saying, like, that would You're be a way. You're shaking your seat right now. You're like, oh, my God, my grants. I need to I need to tone this down a bit. No, 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 because that would be a way. Like, you could have the protest and that, too. But it's just one of them is, like, uh, it still allows for a political message to be disseminated outside of the constructs of you have to buy it first, though, to enjoy the political message of this movie. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like Mm -hmm. you're saying for other people who either haven't seen the movie yet or, um, you know, have, um, I don't know. Yeah, they haven't seen the movie yet. Um, Here's like a way that you can enjoy the or or, uh, use or get like uh, your eyes on the political message that you want to get across through your art. But without having to uh, have this barrier, this capitalistic like consumption barrier to be able to access that okay you know what i ha- I love this idea i disagree with it but i have a i have a reform for your idea okay? <laughs> okay okay so the problem i have with your idea is that there is a potential price that everyday people could pay at that point which is way too extreme like you can go to jail for pirating stuff like you can get fined for pirating stuff i know it doesn't actually happen but it's just an example like maybe in what? another form it could be so wait, wait, funny though what if you set up like a fund? You're like, yo, if you get fined for piracy for my movie, I'll just fucking bail you out. <laughs> yeah, I'm basically, my, my idea was basically the same thing. So why, instead of doing that, why doesn't Joaquin Phoenix just open a theater and he's like, yeah, I'm paying for every single ticket to Joker. Everybody come watch it for free. Hmm. Like instead, it's the same thing, because right? Because like it's location paying, based, you know? No, because but then, still, like instead of paying people's fines, like he's just going to pay for their for their ticket and it's less yeah. like it's not even illegal like at that point you can't even like no like normal people aren't paying any price they're just resisting and he's paying the price which is but what i want i want the, the rich guy who's resp- who says it's on me i want him to pay the price at this point yeah but there's a price of access you know like where do you put this theater do you put it in like a, a disenfranchised neighborhood um where 
only like you know like it's it, no you put it in beverly hills and all the white people can watch it <laughs> <laughs> no, i swear I that's what money. would happen i'm, I'm exactly. gonna get what i wished for but that's what i mean like because uh, there's other factors to this and like is there going to be a developer that actually like own that owns the land that is going to like agree to this in a in a disenfranchised neighborhood no uh, there's gonna be probably some people being like, no, you can't do that. There's too much of a risk. You know, what if it gets, what if it gets vandalized? What if it, oh, what if it gets stolen from? Even though there's no money involved because everything is free, it's just like, or or you know, like other people wouldn't go see it because oh, it's in the bad neighborhood of town. You know, like it's just. Mm. I feel like there's a lot of like access problems, and then also, what if you just don't live in this town, like? Oh, only the people who live in this, wherever you put it, get yeah, access to I mean, to there's this. always those limitations of, like, time and space and stuff like that. That's like, why I'm to... saying the internet, bro. The internet. Well, shit. I mean, put it online. Boom, there you go. Put the movie online for yeah. free. And Joaquin Phoenix pays for every single view. <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> <laughs> the studios That's the price know of they... resistance, Joaquin. You know what this, the, the studios would do? Just like open up like a, a mega computer or something and just watch the movie like a shit no, ton i know i know that would suck they would Take they his... would also send like fake people to go watch the movie if you open the theater mm. but why not do all of those things <laughs> yeah like endorse piracy and open a theater for free so the people who are like you know like um people who are like really averse to pirating stuff because they don't like it they just mm-hmm. go watch the movie anyway and obviously you're not going to reach everybody but you know, it's like, do something, God, yeah. do something. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> that's the the message of this. That's this it. Episode. That's holy shit. It's almost been an hour. Okay. Um, <laughs> what are we doing? I th- I feel like <laughs> we should end on that. I don't want to even do the second topic. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We can do yeah, that. Yeah. You want to end? I. That was holy shit. Okay. Well, that's. That was everything for today. See you next year. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. No, no, no. Well, well, we're back on track, guys. We're going to do more stuff. Um, Subscribe. Buy our merch. We don't have merch. Um, (laughs) Follow our dead Instagram page. Yes, follow follow our our Instagram page where where even though William posts nothing on it. Follow (laughs) our Twitter even though I post nothing on it because we have no followers yet. Um, That's paradoxical, Takenia. We have to post things to get followers. I know, but I I have my own Twitter and I basically I would post on the post mod pod twitter i would post my own ideas on there but since i have no followers on either oh. account i just post it on my account and my dog is just just retweet so. all of your opinions <laughs> and some of mine <laughs> please okay yeah you have twitter too actually we should add yeah. that yeah okay well then that's it um post mod pod yep. see you later oh that's your dog yep yeah, is Rumi say bye <laughs> <laughs> <He said> bye. <laughs> Goodbye.